This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. In ancient Egypt, Queen Nefertiti's dreams were thought by many to predict the future. Today, AI does the same using data, even for fantasy football. This week's guest was enamored by both AI and Egyptian mythology, ultimately deciding to create a whole new way to look at fantasy football and play sports bets. This company is called Pharaoh Analytics. Welcome to Fantasy Football Origin Stories, where each episode is a journey back in time to explore the unique experiences of some of the coolest and most influential people in the fantasy football industry. I'm your host, Arnie Chapman, also known as the Football History Dude. Now, I love fantasy football, and I want you to come along with me to explore the yesteryear of the armchair gridiron. So hop on board my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. This time we stop with DeLorean, the date is September 2nd, but we're way back there because this is 31 BCE at Actium in Greece. We're here to witness the beginning of the end of one of the greatest, um, to put it into fantasy football terminology, we'll say, dynasties of all time. Octavian, later to become Augustus, the first emperor of Rome. He's in here with his forces, and they are just destroying those led by Pharaoh Cleopatra and Roman general Mark Antony, leading to the ultimate defeat of the Egyptians a year later. The Roman Empire would swoop in, take over the Egyptians, en route to become the new great dynasty of the area. Just like how the NFL has dynasties and changing of the guard all the time nowadays. Or could they really be called dynasties? I mean, are the Chiefs, even though they've won two out of the last three, really considered a modern age dynasty? Who knows? That's up for debate. And they rage all across the land. Just because you add that word dynasty in there. But in fantasy football circles, dynasty means something different. Because everybody has a chance to have a dynasty league. Let's just say, though, let's back it up a little bit, because if you had the wherewithal to, in certain time frames, take Mahomey and Kelsey, and then for a period there you had Tyreek the Freak Hill also, but if you had kind of the wherewithal to put them in your dynasty league, even though it's from the same team, I get it, that's crazy to have that many players in the same team, but let's just say if you did that, you know, this dynasty and your dynasty draft, (laughs) <laughs> you'd probably be sitting pretty there for the majority, as long as your other rester was doing all right. And that's where we'll get this party started, because this week's guest is all about Egyptian mythology and predictive models based on Egyptian math, something he believes can give you a competitive advantage in both fantasy football and the betting markets. This week's guest is Chosen Blakey, a co-founder and CEO of Pharaoh Analytics aiming to help you unlock the power of data to make smarter decisions with the ultimate goal of revolutionizing sports predictions. We'll jump into that in a minute, but first, I gotta tell you about our listener league we have on the Sports History Network, powered by our friends over at Tailgate Fantasy Sports. This is an awesome way for you to rub elbows with your favorite podcast hosts here on the Sports History Network, while at the same time, rooting for your hometown team. 
Tailgate created a special Sports History Network League for our listeners. And of course, like I said, the podcasters, so we can put the word fan back into fantasy football altogether. It's free to join. And if you do before the season kicks off, that's at the time of this release of the episode tonight. No, wait, tomorrow. You better hurry up and get on over there. You'll automatically, well, I might extend that a little bit. We'll see because the drawing's going on. But you got to get over there to be automatically entered into the drawing for a free t-shirt from one of our other partners, Home Field Apparel. It's a win-win-win, right? So hurry up today, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash tailgate so you can get all the details and sign up for our listener league powered by Tailgate Fantasy Sports. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash tailgate. And speaking of that, maybe you can use this week's guest predictive models to be able to pick which member from your favorite team you want to play to try to take down yours truly, the football history dude. Speaking of that guest, let's get into it with Chosen Blakey from Pharaoh Analytics. Let's start talking to people in the industry as opposed to being one of a million other analysts out there. And then part of it is I've found new ways to approach fantasy football. I've found new people to follow. Like I would, If I didn't go to Fantasy Football Expo, I don't think I would have ever heard of Fantasy Pharaohs. You know what I mean? It's like... It's just cool to learn about different... Th- down the road, you may have, as you got bigger and stuff, but being that you're more behind the scenes, I don't know if at my level I would have really heard much about you. So, but either way, yeah, that's kind of where it is. I mean, I guess kind of how I normally start the show off, the first thing is considering where you're from Buffalo originally in Atlanta now, I mean, do you have like... Are you loyal to a specific NFL team or not really? <laughs> no. Yeah, we, we, we bet every single team, so it's, it's hard to be loyal. Okay, well, let's take that back a step further. Let's go back. Well, here, actually, here, I get to show you this. Here's the DeLorean you get to go back in time. We're going to go back many times in that DeLorean. <laughs> okay, before you were, you know, able to bet, let's just talk about back in the day when you were, like, you know, growing up and such. Did you actually watch football, or is this kind of like you jumped on after the betting scene? No, no, I was a big Patriots fan, really big into uh, Tom Brady and uh, all those years with Belichick, so I was using using to the Patriots. Really big Patriots fan. How can you live in Buffalo and be like uh, you know uh, a trader and be a Patriots fan? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I was born there. I mean, a lot of my family is Buffalo, but I was born in 1996. So the first team that I saw win a Super Bowl was Tom Brady, and people like winners, so <laughs> I went with the winners. Yeah, I understand that. Considering the fact that your entire life, like. There was a twenty whatever year right. run basically of dominance then for for your team. Yeah. So I mean, now like yeah. you said, you're more of a I kind of bet everything. So I kind of take that. So if you're able to separate it aside, the bets are closed and I'm not doing anything. I'm just watching the game. Are you still kind of leaning towards the Patriots, or is it so far beyond that at this point? Yeah, it's 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 beyond that. I'm not a I'm not I don't have a favorite team or I, I really just watch the sports from a betting angle. I don't I don't really watch it to enjoy anymore. I understand. So basically, your favorite sport is the Greenbacks. You know, whatever, whoever decides to call themselves <laughs> Greenbacks or something. Exactly. Yeah. The, the goal is to get a uh, a room full of every single team that I bet on, every college team, and just have all their jerseys and hats here, so I can wear them whenever whenever I bet them. That's cool. I mean, I've heard definitely a lot of people that purchase fantasy football. Jer- I'm sorry, they they purchase jerseys of like, you know, I don't know, the year Gronk for you as a Patriots fan maybe was like dominant in Brady, <laughs> and then they, you know, they purchased like the, yeah. the, the the jersey because he won him a championship or something. So same concept there. Yeah, yeah, same concept for sure. I mean, we're gonna get into more like the betting side and what fantasy pharaohs is all about. 
as we can kind of maybe hint bomb for the future of the fantasy football, but this is a fantasy football first show. Uh, did you ever really play fantasy football growing up or was it more just you, you watched the sport? No, no, I, I started, I was, I've been a, uh, commissioner since like 2012. Uh, we just, just actually processed, uh, in the middle of a dynasty startup right now. Um, I have a, I just finished the league at the expo. So yeah, we, we create fantasy models too. I love fantasy football. Did you do, when you said finish it at the expo, did you do that draft night out thing? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I had a draft, uh, Saturday, Saturday morning and I, I feel like my team is pretty good. Yeah, I was at that draft night out too at the whatever that restaurant was called. That was pretty cool. I got to admit, it's something I'm doing. I'm doing that every year, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was fun, and I really, I really like the way my team team is situated for this year. So I'm, I'm really feeling feeling good about my team for sure. So I mean, going back, you said you're commissioner for over a decade now. I mean, have you been able to do like the live drafts, or is it been the online stuff? No, we've uh, I've had some live drafts in Vegas, uh, different leagues, redraft. Uh, just just got more into dynasty now over the last uh, three or four years. But I've I've seen different ones auction. We're mainly an auction guy. Every now and then we'll do snake, but mainly an auction draft dynasty guy now. How do you feel like you moved towards auction? Like, what was the uh, I don't know uh, epiphany moment or what was the linchpin moment that's like, hey, I think we're just gonna go auction instead of redraft. Or, I mean, uh, a snake draft. Yeah, auction just to me has more strategy in terms of how you construct your team, and it's less it's less about what spot you get and more about your strategy. So I feel like that's more balanced. You know, I can really see that being someone that we're going to get into the whole reason and we brought you on the show and the analytic perspective and strategy there. So I can see why draft or that would fit your your uh, uh, what do you say your forte more than the drafting <laughs> style. <laughs> Yeah, I mean snake, snake. We you know we have models for snake too, and and a lot of times you know we it's it's the it's not the same in terms of the reaction while you're drafting. But I mean we we draft in snake. We create models for those. Create models for auction. It depends on how we approach it and what the league we're in. Okay, so I normally do. I have a number. Normally another question or two, like just regarding your personal fantasy experience. But now I'm kind of itching because you keep talking about our models and you're kind of alluding to it. So first, I got to remind the listener of the show. So we have chosen Blakey on from Fantasy Pharaohs, but I got to ask you, why Fantasy Pharaohs? Like, what's the premise behind that name? So that was our that was our home. Uh, that was our team. Uh, our first company's name. We were creating content. Um, I'm really, I'm really big into Egyptian mythology and uh, all that stuff. So I was like, Fantasy Pharaohs is a good fantasy sports company, and then um, that birthed the the company Pharaoh Analytics, which is the company we go by now. But all the legacy people that were a part of Fantasy Pharaohs, we still like keep that title because it's like you know that's what we used to be as a content company, but it's it's Pharaoh Analytics now going forward. Okay, so then. Pharaoh Analytics, you said I've got this. I'm big into mythology from the Egyptians. What about why the shift? Okay, no, we're going to change this. We're going to do the DeLorean thing. You're going to go back in time. You're going to go to your <laughs> napkin moment. You're like, we're a content creation company. And then take me through that whole con- uh, story of let's, we're going to shift to Pharaoh Analytics. Um, okay. So back in, back in April is when we came up with our app concept idea. And well, I came up with it. And so I end up meeting my co-founder uh, who works for the Undroppables, Josh Lee. And we went to Cleveland for FSGA. 
And so after that, and I realized the reaction we got from the from all the companies and businesses there and CEOs, I was like, okay, we have something bigger than just an app. So I decided to realize that an app is just a product that you can have from a company. So I said, okay, we're going to be a corporate company that delivers, you know, betting picks. But then I realized that everybody does that. And so I said, okay, well, instead of us delivering picks to consumers, we'll deliver data to businesses and start powering the entire system. And that's when we got out of the whole content and retail aspect of fantasy sports embedding and got more so on the data side and delivering that data to businesses or possibly consumers too. Okay, so you're delivering data. I mean, take this you're talking to a dude maybe got through second grade math or something, right? So why <laughs> what is that behind the scenes this big data? What does that do to help maybe either this company that you're providing it to or the end user? As a as a user, if you can go to a <clears throat> a site or an app and they can give you probability percentages for player statistics or win projections or totals or point totals or passing completion or passing yards for a player or a team that can help you say, all right, well, this player is supposed to do this, this, and this, or is more likely to do this, this, and this. Maybe I should start this person today, or maybe I should sit this person today, help you maximize your lineup. Maybe you could go to a site where it gives you advice based off of what seed you're, what, 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 um, seed you're picking at in your draft or how much money you have in your auction, those kind of things to help users empower themselves to make better decisions. So is this something that you're working with companies that not just say a database that they can look to before they get into whatever the draft let's put, let's I'm putting a cure this towards fantasy football. I understand that it's a lot of betting side too, but so if they're going to be, I don't know, live in the draft, like your data is, is also feeding those, or is this more like for preparation of the draft? Both. We're, we're testing models that give round by round advice to, Okay, I mean, maybe peel back behind the curtain to whatever you can. How does that like technology even? How does it work from being a guy pressing in some keys and ones and zeros to now being an output for someone that can like maybe make a decision? <laughs> um, I mean, you have to you have to have a pretty smart machine, a pretty uh, pretty good program that can <laughs> that can talk to the users, you know, give them pretty good advice, you know. So it's a matter of like changing the i guess you have all this raw data <coughs> inputs and it like pre- prediction you keep talking about prediction models so is that's what it's based off of is like predicting the, po- the like the greatest possible outcomes or something yeah i mean you know we're, we're testing it so we don't quite understand the fantasy model in depth in terms of our betting model but uh, the fantasy model i i guess is, is optimizing your your lineup in relation to your point structure in relation to your fantasy predictions, you know, that's that's what it's doing. It's saying, oh, so if your league is favoring this position, then draft that position. Just make sure you draft the right guy at that position. Okay, so... And you're going to win. I think that's, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I cut you off there. Oh, okay. So because fantasy and in, in, in betting are very much so in lockstep because it's based on the actions that the players do on the field. I'm, how about we do that then? Explain from your world, like, okay, how can somebody, you know, help better predict the possible outcomes for betting, which then they can also translate to fantasy? Yeah, so if you have a model that's able to predict how many wins a team is going to get, then possibly that model can predict how many points they're going to score as well. Well, if, you know, fantasy points come from the highest point totals that a team is 
uh, has in a season. Well, if you're able to find that distribution from the highest point totals into how that points is going to be distributed for each team, now you have fantasy points. Yeah, you can take that fantasy points and now, you know, distribute it among positions or quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, and determine who, where you should draft based off of that instead of, you know, the ADP or market that's there now. I could also see it being where if you have this insight as predictability and then there's the ADP of people, just the common folk using rankings, maybe you can, what you know when you can pick someone a little bit, just just a little bit ahead of ADP and it's going to be way worth the, the, the weight in gold or on vice versa, you can wait longer, but you know you're getting a steal or something like that. Correct. Or, you know, in reality, the market will kind of, um, the market will kind of, Reveal itself in our draft and the expo draft. I, I tested the model live while I was drafting. Uh, it spit out a pretty solid team. Um, and I didn't necessarily have to, it didn't necessarily tell me a player, it just told me the position. Um, and then I was able to align that with the point totals and I crafted a, a pretty solid team, I think, from my perspective. Well, let's do that then. So just kind of work me through that model of, um, so I'm, I'm saying I'm using it when it does go to, to, to market for like the right regular user or whatever. Like it's just, it's like a separate app that then like you kind of is integrated. How does it work? Oof, uh, that's going to be a, it's going to be a big, big dollar question, right? <laughs> um, right now it's just a, <laughs> right now it's just a, I don't really know what it is. It's a, it's a model that I've, just we just started testing it, so it's not something that I have a lot of understanding of. To be quite honest with you, uh, it's I, it's intuitive, it, it, and I didn't know that it was that intuitive. So um, we're, we're going to find out. I'm assuming it's going to be um, uh, probably a possible integration, maybe, but it could be a standalone app. I mean, it's pretty powerful. We just have to figure out how to how to how to distribute it. Is this something where like you always hear of all the AI stuff where it kind of learns and learns how it predicted and then it can just get better and everything or is this something different you know ai is very interesting um it really just depends on on what your what your ai is capable of or doing it, it's more so like it, it takes whatever your model is and helps you understand it okay you know kind of like a relationship between tony stark and jarvis like tony stark <laughs> understood jarvis jarvis understood tony it's, it's true it's real and and that's the relationship that you want to create, not like a overindulging relationship like Ultron, right? And you don't want to, you know, a two, a two, like you don't want a relationship to where you're depending on it, but you need to use it like a tool. And that, you know, that's how that's how our company is uh, designed around is using it like a tool. So it will be something where you can say. Hey, um, I just took a running back in, in round two, adjust my strategy um, based off of, you know, what my opponent selections are going forward. And it will spit you out a new strategy each round. Um, it will spit you out an auction budget. And it's all based off of data. No, like, intuitive or bias. Oh, you should take this player because I said you should take it. No, you should take it because the point structure in your league suggests that you should take it. <laughs> you just have to find the right player that fits that point structure, you know, put the puzzle pieces together. <laughs> that might've been one of the coolest analogies I've heard on this show so far with using <laughs> all trend and Jarvis <laughs> and for me to understand the difference between how AI can work and how it can 
um, what you say, complement the human experience and everything. So, <laughs> is this up? Is that like how you explain <laughs> it to everybody, or did you just come up on the cuff of your your head with that one? That that was just now. <laughs> that was just now. I mean, <laughs> that was just now. We we but we're really big into the whole uh, Iron Man Jarvis relationship. A lot of Star Wars principles as a data company. Like I'm a big nerd, so <laughs> I love Star Wars. I love Harry Potter. I love Lord of the Rings. I love sci- science fiction. I'm actually writing a science fiction novel because there's a lot of things that you can apply with science fiction to data and to, and to life. And, you know, we use a lot of those principles. And I think Tony Stark gave us a real good idea of how you should use AI and how you shouldn't. And we're going to follow it. <laughs> Why not? Why not? It's right there. Yeah, no, I mean, that was perfect. I mean, for someone that came off the cuff of your head when you did that, I like that idea as sort of the analogy, <laughs> I guess I could say. Um, hmm. So, when you're in this whole playground, we'll just say of playing around with it and stuff, what would be like, I don't know, I, you're, you're, you're advanced, I think, when it comes to some of this math stuff than I am, but like the, the inputs to help this prediction model. Uh, I mean, you know, that, that's, that's kind of like what makes our company unique, you know? Um, so it's kind of really hard to talk about oh, you know, I, that kind of information. No, I understand. Yeah. But, so it's different. Know, it's, but, so there's inputs that then somehow your algorithm or whatever it may be, then puts the outputs based on whatever your proprietary blend is. Yeah. I mean, less about a blend. Cause we don't really blend a lot of stuff. Uh, we don't, we don't really use simulations. It's not really a blend, more so just like a uh, algorithm that sits on top of data, but it can be applied to different, different, um, different data sets. And then we just start combining different models together and, you know, we, we get out different, these crazy answers. So we're, we're testing all that stuff this year. I guess we'll find out how, how accurate it is or how well it works. So basically your, your proof of concept with the fantasy season this year to see like where it came or how, how it performs. For sure, yeah. I mean, like the dynasty team that I'm drafting right now uh, is a is a startup, and um, just to kind of go off of the team I have, it's it's very interesting. I have um, and it's I took a I took an approach where I draft a lot of the young core running backs and wide receivers and take dart throws on some of the young quarterbacks. Um, this is a three running back, three wide receiver, three flex league, and two quarterbacks, ten team. So um, a lot of a lot of different skill positions. So so far, it's drafted Sam Howell, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Jameer Gibbs, Brian Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, Kenneth Walker, Zay Flowers, Lazard, Alan Lazard, Rondell Moore, Chris Olave, Christian Watson, and then Pat Firemuth and Sam Laporta at tight end. But I also still have uh, Jonathan Mingo, Quentin Johnson. Devin, A-Chain, and Tank Bisbee still on the board. So we're going to grab all those rookies. Everybody ended up spending early. Um, I was, it told me not to. I didn't. And I spent strategically. And that's the that's the core of my team so far. Dynasty startup. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. And that's like, of course, you can't really just, um, what's the word? You can't, uh, you can't grade it on just the first year, just like an NFL draft class. You got to give it a few years to really truly get the real grade and everything. But we'll see what happens. Um, 
Uh, let's see. Where do I want to take this line of questioning? It's unique because it's a different style. Uh, Fantasy Football Expo. So somebody found, okay, well, here's a question that when I was there, I asked you, well, why the word Pharaoh? You got into the Egyptian and then you talked about like it's based on Egyptian math. I mean, is that something you can discuss or is that is that like a uh, top secret? I mean, yeah, it's something we can like, you know, glance over. You know, we use, we use some math that, you know, they use to build the pyramids. Is that is actual fact? It's, it's true. Huh. Yeah, it's really true. So, okay, well, we'll say based on that and everything, I mean, one of your big things I saw, one of your bios, like you decided you might want to do this whole thing for for uh, betting as like a professional better or whatever. There was a story in there. Maybe give a listener that story if you can. Sure, yeah. I um I entered the uh, Westgate Super in 2020. Um, I, and I was on a team with my dad and his friend, and his friend didn't like the fact that we were – selecting picks without him. So he sabotaged the team and uh, we didn't win any money. The following year was 2021. And uh, we started off the first six weeks getting hammered because we thought we could apply, you know, on the field analysis and coaching knowledge because I coach football into the betting and that wasn't working. And we decided to start going off of data and we ended up finishing 58 and 32. Uh, we ended up making like 90,000 in the contest off of a thousand dollar entry. And so the following year I was like, okay, like just upcoming 2022 and that spring and spring before I thought I was the best sports better in the world. So I'm thinking I can start a portfolio and build a uh, big hedge fund. Not even realizing that it's, it's not legal to do that here. <laughs> you can't just build a hedge fund for sports betting. Uh, but that's what I thought. And, I realize that it's a lot difficult betting day to day than in a contest setting. You have to understand finance and bankroll management and risk and reward and profit and none of that stuff I understood. So I learned that stuff though through that whole year process, but it was humbling. So we're going into September again of 2022 and I'm like thinking about how, how many cars I'm going to buy with the contest <laughs> money and <laughs> all this other all this other materialistic stuff that it really doesn't matter at the end of the day and it was just a humbling experience we didn't do anything that we said we were going to do because we came in way too way too prideful way too boastful way too, with too much ego and we got humble because of that and so i learned how to really apply myself into the algorithm more and how to really process data and in, in more unbiased ways and the algorithm kind of grew from there and this upcoming year 2023 we you know we did some pretty good things we predicted the college world series um we had a pretty good college basketball season 68 percent overall 75 percent on the money line we expanded into horse racing this year replacing every single triple crown race um then our mlb model right now is at like 67 percent for the season 330 plus bets hits and strikeouts uh Money lines and spreads is what we bet on, and uh, it, it just grew from there. So that was the that's when I realized that it's a lot. It's not as easy as it seems, but if you if you put it work into it, you can you can increase your your performance for sure. Huh? And then that kind of helped guide you into starting the Ferro Analytics, or was it kind of like what what was the reason there? Yeah, I mean, because I realized that I could touch more people if I had an app instead of people actually investing with me personally. They don't want to, people don't want to exchange their money. They just want to learn how to make it without giving it to you. So you give them advice and they can make it for themselves. And I was like, okay, well, let me, let me go build an app. And then that just kind of turned into 
let me actually build a company to provide data. So that's that's here we are now. Yeah, now I, you're on Fantasy Football Origin Stories because I saw you at the Fantasy Football <laughs> Expo and everything. Um, if Okay, when, when you were there, what was something that maybe you learned from the Expo that you can then apply to this or just a, kind of a generally open question that you learned from the Fantasy Football Expo? Well, I learned that um, I respect – I don't know how – I respect NFL players a lot more because that turf and that flag football game was brutal to my body. I couldn't walk for – <laughs> two or three days that I'm only 27 so I, I don't know how they're doing it I can I understand why running backs are, are leaving early because that's a that's a <laughs> that was tough on my body so uh, salute to them and their health and hope they get paid for for all the sacrifice they're doing because that's painful um from a from a social perspective though it was great to meet with co- colleagues and see other businesses thriving. Uh, met a lot of different uh, up-and-coming guys that are going to be pretty pretty big in the industry that we can align ourselves with from a business perspective and a social perspective. So definitely learn how to network better and, and continue to uh, be humble and respectful to people. Yeah, it was, it was an overall, I thought, good experience. I didn't actually get <laughs> to play in that fe- the flag football league or tournament, but I think next year I'll try. I saw... Daz was out there throwing the ball around too and everything. You get to play against him or no? <laughs> no, I didn't get to play against him. No, uh, we 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 lost. We lost actually the game before going to that game. I didn't make it. <laughs> but you did say something about earlier. I caught on that. You said you're a football coach, just like w- w- you played in school then too. I take it, or you just jumped into this the coaching. Uh, I jumped into the coaching around high school. So I've been I've been coaching football since like twelve. So I'm uh, I create you know offense offensive plays coordinate defensive coordinator seven on seven you know I, I was big X's and O's junkie all that stuff huh so that's interesting someone who really has that in their background but then jumped into it um, embracing the the data analytics side to be able to get to <laughs> there's this guy. Um, so at my other show, I did something. His name is Shorty Ray Hughes. You should look him up. You know, you kind of remind me of the way that he took the approach to the game. He was the first one to ever use a stopwatch to clock players when they were running on the field. And this is like, we're talking back in, I think it was like the 30s or 40s, something like way long time ago. Or maybe it could have even been in the 50s. <laughs> but what he did was then he also, just, he was clocking attendance and he based off of like the passing and all that stuff. So he... He somehow correlated all through statistics that higher scoring points led to more fans in the stand. So then that's why they should change some of their rules. And it was all behind the scenes. A lot of the things that he did from from a data analytics perspective and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once you once you have the data, you can you can process it. You can predict anything. Yeah, and I might even get that name wrong. I'm trying to think if it was Shorty Ray. I just remember that. I can't remember if it was Shorty Ray. Hughes or Shorty Ray, um, something else. But yeah, Hugh. Oh, that's what it was. Hugh Shorty Ray, Pro Football Hall of Fame member. And I think he was even inaugurated in, uh, yeah, here we go, 1966 as a contributor, just for the listener of the show that likes some old school football knowledge from back. Yeah, he was five <laughs> foot six, 136 pounds, but proved himself to be a giant in pro football during his tenure in the NFL. That's from the Pro Football Hall of Fame website. But, um, alrighty. So I don't, What's the question that I didn't ask you that I probably should regarding uh, Pharaoh Analytics or Fantasy Pharaohs? Um, you said a question that, that you haven't asked? Yeah, what's a question that I haven't asked that you're like, this is a story I should tell, but I just didn't ask you the right question for you to tell that story? 
Um, I actually, I actually think you've 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 asked all the right questions. That's a that's a hard question to ask to answer. I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't know the question. <laughs> I wouldn't know the question yet until it was asked. But um, yeah, and I, I think you've 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 you asked the name. Yeah, you, you talked a little bit about the algorithm. Yeah, you've you've answered. You've asked all the questions. I'll rephrase that. What's something we talked about within your whole journey of Pharaoh Analytics or Fantasy Pharaohs, or as your betting circles? Something that. It's maybe a story we didn't touch upon that you're like, okay, this is a cool one I should tell before we roll on out of here. Um, uh, I, I guess, I guess from a, uh, I know there was the time where when I was betting hockey and I didn't realize it was a, uh, it was three periods, <laughs> and so I'm watching the game and <laughs> I'm watching the game and I'm like. Why is this ending right now? <laughs> like, what's happening? That I, I I called my dad, say they're cheating. He's, he's like, "What do you mean?" I said, "Dude, the hockey game just ended early. It, it didn't finish." He's like, "There's only three periods." I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I wonder if I need to add that into my analysis." But um, I say that to say is a lot of people ask me, "Do I watch?" all the sports that we cover and I, and I don't. Uh, so there's, there's also, there's sometimes rules that people ask me uh, and, I, and I won't know them because I don't, I don't actually watch all the games. We just, we just look at the data and we, we make an answer. So, you know, just getting people more comfortable with the fact that, you know, you can predict things with data. Uh, it's nothing to be scared about. Data is not some mysterious thing that you can't have or algorithms aren't some mysterious thing. Everybody has an algorithm. It's just a formula to predict things and everybody uses formulas to predict stuff and just be more comfortable with the introduction and use it to your advantage. Boom. I kind of wish that would have been like the ending now because that was a great, yeah, question I wish I would have asked you. Yeah, just don't be, <laughs> it's okay to not um, understand your watch. It's amazing how someone like you said, you don't even know the full uh, rules or whatever, but you're able to predict through analytics. Um Right on your website. So I'm at ferroanalytics.com, revolutionizing sports predictions. And if I enter my email right here and get early access, like what does that even give me if I'm a listener of the show? Yeah, it's, it's going to give you like, uh, you know, insights to some of the products that we're going to be launching with our, with our partners, consumer tools that we'll be making available within the next several months so it's something that if you're interested in data interested in learning or interested in the company or what we're doing how we're predicting something i would sign up for okay again that's pharaohanalytics.com we'll leave links in the show notes for everybody so you can go ahead and check that out after you're done listening to this show um, we got to get with you chosen one more so uh, if a listener does want to connect with you or your your teammates like how would they go about like just kind of messaging you or anything Sure. Yeah, we we have an open door policy. Reach out to us on Twitter anytime at p underscore l y t i c s or Feral Analytics on Twitter. Reach out to us on LinkedIn. We'll respond and we'll take a call. We'll you know have a conversation. Perfect. And we'll leave them in the show notes as well. Uh, let's do this whole DeLorean thing one more time. We're going to go into the future this time. Uh, it's kind of tough. Either like what's on tap for you in Faro Analytics or something that you see changing or you would like to see in the next five to 20 years in the whole fantasy football or betting landscape. Oh, man. So it's a lot of things. We, um, we're getting introduced to a lot of different communities, uh, esports, different 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 other industries that use predictive analysis. So there's a lot of big things coming. I would say just enjoy the ride and um, get ready for the the sports sports revolution is coming. <laughs>
there you go. Enjoy the ride and get ready for the sports revolution. Just hop on that wave, maybe hop on the DeLorean, take that ride and take a chance. Don't be scared of data helping you drive some decisions. And speaking of taking a ride, maybe you're on your lawnmower right now. It's that time of year. Maybe you're in your car listening to the fantasy football origin stories on your way to work. And you're like, man, I really like this show. I think it's pretty cool. And if that is you, then I ask you just one thing. Please make sure you write and review this show in your podcast app of choice. Other than that, day this episode releases, we've been talking about it for a good minute now. We are T-minus one day until kickoff of the 2023 NFL season. And if you've been listening to this show at all, you know this guy can't wait. I'm putting these two thumbs looking at me right now. This is a audio podcast. It doesn't really do you a whole lot of good. But that's what I'm doing because we get to see my Detroit Lions take on the Chiefs on their bid to become a dynasty. Or maybe they already are the dynasty. Who cares? Because all that matters is we have actual NFL regular season game time in just one day. Only problem is, what three players am I actually going to put in there this week for my Detroit Lions on my tailgate fantasy team for the Sports History Network Listener League? I don't know. To find out, you better check it out yourself. Over at sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash tailgate. Again, sports. HistoryNetwork.com forward slash tailgate is where you can sign up for our listener league. It's free to play, and it does, there's no limits to how many people can play in the league. So just sign up right now, and you can root for your favorite team every week, regardless. But for now, dude, I'm through if you're through. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fantasy Football Origin Stories. To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please make sure to mash that little subscribe or follow button on your podcast player of choice, then head over to the website for the show notes and more fantasy football origin stories. That's at fantasyfootballoriginstories.com. And remember, dudes, where we're going, we don't need roads.